a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready? What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed you are, Paul, is... in my hand, Fan Effect. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fan Effect Podcast, Utah's fan culture podcast, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters, a premier entertainment experience. Thank you for joining me. We are now six months away from FanX 2021 in Salt Lake City. We've got, uh, we had uh, owner Dan Farr on the show last month uh, where he made the first announcements and we're pleased to welcome him back again today to announce another guest to chat about what it goes on a little bit more behind the scenes to take some of my personal suggestions of things we ought to do at FanX and maybe some guests we ought to get. We'd love to hear who you'd like to get at FanX and invite you to do that on our Instagram page, Fan Effect Show, on Twitter, at Fan Effect Show, or on our Facebook page, Fan Effect Show. Uh, you can kind of sense a theme there for how we brand ourselves on social media, but we'd love to hear who you'd like, uh, and we'd love for you to share that around. So, without any further ado, let's join with Dan Farr, FanX founder and owner. Dan, thank you so much for joining me again here on Fan Effect. It is always a pleasure to have you. And since the pandemic started, I'll be honest, you've been our most frequent guest, but you've also had the most wow. uh, interesting stuff what to tell us. So, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> that's why we'll always bring you back. So uh, welcome. And, and we're now, let's see, March. to So now we're six months away from FanX 2021. Yeah, things we've finally got some good news. You know, we're getting closer to uh, getting everybody vaccinated, and I'm hearing rumors that they might be letting fans back into the college stadiums by fall, which, by the way, would start before FanEx, so that would be a good sign as well. What's uh, before we get to the big guest announcement? What's the scuttle on the FanEx big brass side right now? Well, yeah, and so here, here's the thing: is even if it doesn't let up as much as it seems like it's going to, we still have some protocols that will, will make it go ahead. So we, we have our kind of backup plan, but all signs at this point are, are pointing to it's going to be a very normal event. And, you know, there may be some people that opt to wear masks. Um, I don't know that it's going to need to be mandatory at that time. Um, so, well, based on me getting the con crud a couple of years ago, I wouldn't mind if a few people wore masks. I might wear one myself. I still well, think, that's Dan, exactly right. I still think you need to have a contest for most creative use of a mask in a costume. I'm still going to push for that all that the way idea up to that it. You gave me it stuck with me. It, it, it stuck with me. I brought it up, and I I uh, even thought about it this morning again with you as the uh, creator of the idea there. And so I, I definitely li- like the idea and, and uh, want to keep it alive. Awesome. So that's good. I'm, I'm glad yeah. to hear that uh, you've got a contingency plan. I think that's, I, I, w- I would have been surprised if you didn't have one, but uh, I remember about a year ago we were talking, although I think it was April and we had hopes that five months from then, it might be, but uh, but this time we have a vaccine. We have uh, more people getting it. We're seeing uh, uh, infection levels going down here in the state of Utah. 
So I'm I'm optimistic. Like I'm feeling I'm feeling more optimistic this time. Last time I felt ignorantly optimistic. This time I feel like yeah. I'm informed optimistic. I, I feel the same way. It, it is. It, I think that's a great way to describe it. You know, informed optimism. Um, and I I think one of the signs of that too is just you know there, there's always people in the community that you know you, you have the polar sides. You know, you have the most aggressive people like, oh, who cares? Let's just do it. Or other people say, well, if you do it, you know, you can't get anybody together or you're going to kill everybody, you know? And so you have the, you know, kind of the pendulum swinging back and forth. And I, I don't see a lot of the, you know, people, the, the naysayers, I guess, so to speak, where people are thinking, oh, it's not going to be able to happen. Cause I, I do, you know, especially with the governor saying that he believes that, you know, that July 4th is going to be back to normalcy, you know, by then. And, and, you know, the speed, the sped up timeline, as far as the vaccination, um, you know, now that I guess next week, people 50 and over will be able to get it. That's a couple of weeks earlier than I think anticipated. So, you know, to me, all signs are incredibly positive on this and, and, you know, obviously if the numbers dropping like they have, that that's a big deal. So I I think more and more over the next month or two, we're going to, you know, people will be like, well, why wouldn't you have it? You know, I mean, I, I think it's just going to be so obvious that it's doable. Um, I think we'll be in a great spot. Awesome. Well, last time you were on, you announced uh, the coming of the Cobra Kai stars, uh, Martin Cove. And, yes. And, uh, and William Zabka. And you guys just earlier today made the big announcement uh, for another another big guest, and that would be Henry Thomas from yes. well, most famous, of course, for E.T. E.T., can you say that? Can you say E.T.? E.T. 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 But actually, I, I would bet that if people don't realize about Henry Thomas, that they've seen him probably in many of the shows that they already watch, and they maybe didn't even realize, or they saw it, and they're like, that guy kind of looks kind of familiar, yeah, but they I had no idea. It's exactly. Yeah. It's Elliot from E.T. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, of course, saw him reprising his role as Elliot as a grown-up, and I think it was last year's Super Bowl ad or the, years, the year before that. But, oh, yeah, right, but, yeah. So we, that, that's, that's a pretty big get. Uh, we've got the, the star of E.T. here. Now we're coming up. This is the 40th anniversary of E.T. releasing in theaters. I think it came out in 81, didn't it? Or was it eight? No, I think it was 82. Okay, I got that wrong by a year. But yeah. still. We're, we're close, though. Almost we're, we're the anniversary. We're close enough to, to throw a grenade at it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, oh, no, sorry, yeah. a walkie-talkie. Remember, all the weapons were replaced what? by walkie-talkies in the reissue of E.T. But um, There you go. Yeah. So tell me, if you can... What's it like trying to negotiate and bring somebody like Henry Thomas to Fanex? I got to tell you, what is so fun is that our reputation, because the fans here are so amazing. You know, the, the guests come here and the fans treat them like gold and they, they're able to economically have a good show, which is really, uh, you know, that's one of the factors that drives it for them. You know, if people want to buy a, an autograph or a photo op or whatever, you know, the, the fans support them economically. But in addition to that, the fans are just so nice. I mean, I've had I've had so many comments from celebrities that the fans are great that our reputation is actually 
what's driving this. You know, I didn't just wake up one morning and say, hey, I want to go after Henry Thomas. I had a manager tell me, Dan, you need to bring Henry Thomas to your show. Um, really? Just wow. because just because he's been to our show with several other guests, loves our show. He knows that, you know, E.T. would just do so well here because we have such a strong family market, but we also have, you know, just the best pop culture fan market anywhere. We Over the years since we've been doing this, we've been looking at Google Trends, and it's like Utah leads Google Trends in, you know, like 80% of the fandoms. It's funny, <laughs> you know, like we're Doctor Who and... And, you know, if you look at people's names like Benedict Cumberbatch or, you know, whoever, it's just, it's crazy that, uh, you, you know, Utah per capita has the strongest uh, love for, for science fiction and pop culture. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, I've noticed that uh, Megaplex theaters often have some of the top uh, grossing weekends for a single theater around the country uh, based on ticket sales and stuff like that yeah. for, for the big fandom-related movies. And... uh that's, uh, you know, I tell you what, it, it is really awesome. It, it, when a really, really big movie opens, uh, going to the movie theater is like going to a mini Fanex sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've People heard you guys sometimes have yeah. movie cost movie parties. And that, that sounds, I, you know, you haven't been able to do those for at least a year, but uh, are there plans to bring back the Fanex uh, movie parties? We definitely w- would love to do that again when, when uh, things are, going full speed again we we're absolutely um anxious to jump back into that that those are a lot of fun you know what i was going to tell you you know the anecdote you just mentioned about the megaplex theaters that was actually one of the things that i was able to as when i did our very first show that's what i was able to talk to a lot of the talent managers about and say hey you know utah's really you know because we weren't looking at the google trends back then didn't really realize that analytic would have backed us up. But we also, you know, since we've been doing the pop culture events here, we've actually taken over a lot of fandoms too. So not only did we lead in some of the fandoms, we took over a lot of other ones, you know, it just became bigger and bigger because people had a, you know, an outlet and it just, you know, it really grew. But I would go, I would talk to the managers and say, Hey, you know, many times when we, you know, and these these uh, science fiction pop culture movies, when they come out, our theaters lead the nation. We're at least in the top ten on most of them, and uh, you know that was something that gave people faith in us to to start out with. Yeah, that uh, and then that the people here yeah. really do like that. You can show them the proof in the pudding. Yeah, and that meant something to me too as an investor. You know, I had to I had to put a lot of my um, my money into starting it and having that faith to invest in it really was just believing that, that, you know, we are a unique market here because if you look at just market size, obviously there's a lot of bigger markets, but for our market size, we are just per capita um, through and through the the, the best fans. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, that's, that's kind of funny. Maybe you should say that at uh, one of the big uh, things during Fanex is, Hey, I got proof here that we're the biggest fans, and I just think how the crowd would yeah. go nuts for that. <laughs> well, there, I don't know if you knew this. Maybe four or five years ago, some survey came out and named Utah the, the nerdiest state or geekiest state. I can't remember if they called it geekiest or nerdiest, but uh, and I think I think they probably got their analytics from Google. But they uh, they uh, basically just 
they came out saying that, you know, Utah is the, the nerdiest state in the nation. And proud of it. We wore the badge. Yeah, exactly. We wore that badge with pride. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So, obviously, since we've got a long way to the next Fan X, there's going to be a lot more guest announcements than what we've had so far. I'm just going to run down really yeah. quick some of the uh, the, uh, the the guests that we've announced. And I know it's not a, a big list, but I'm excited for some of the voice talent you have coming. You've got the Animaniacs coming. Um, fi- I finally got around to watching their new version. Hilarious. Even my kids love it. They sing the theme song every time it comes on. Um, ah, Cove and Zabka, and then of course uh, Henry Thomas. Is there any kind of a uh, hint you can give of something that may be coming in the next month or so? Mm. I mean, not a name, obviously. Yeah, don't want to steal the thunder, but you know, maybe a direction, a fandom, Marvel, Star Wars, something. I don't know. You got you got any any tidbits you can? (gasps) Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Yeah. That, that's, that's when we we always try to to fill, and we do have a. Um, I guess I, I can't really say. <laughs> okay, well, no, that's fair. That's fair. We have a doctor or a companion. A doctor or <laughs> a companion. That, for, uh, that, uh, that yeah, narrows that it down. So it's it not down. it's not one of the villains. Is <laughs> we've yeah. got a maybe a doctor or a companion that that's getting close to me nuts. Okay, that's great news. Yeah. Tons of Hoovians yeah. here in Utah. Uh, I work with several yes. of them. Uh, that's that's really cool. Now, the hot topic right now, on the day we record this, of course, WandaVision, the big finale. You, yeah. got, any, you got any lines on any WandaVision? Or Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to air before FanX? Loki is going to air before FanX? Uh, any strings in the water I there? I definitely, well, I, I'll just, and I've made this kind of known, you know, we've got a standing order to get Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> you know, he's, he's one that we've uh, been trying for the last six years to get him, and, and, you know, just timing hasn't worked out. And that's usually what it is with these people. If they get really busy, can't get them. Now, we, we have had Paul Bettany booked in the past, and, you know, that uh, fell through. I can't remember if we had announced. I think we even had announced him once, and he had to cancel. And, you know, Elizabeth Olsen, we've had some discussions with her people there. I mean, obviously if we could get both of them, that would be fantastic. I, you know, I have not, 
Well, she's with, making with, Doctor Strange right now, so I'm not sure yeah. uh, if that one's bothered. I don't know who long, who knows how long it takes to make a movie these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly right. If it, or if maybe you know, sometimes when they're filming, they they'll be on for several months, and then they have a week off or two weeks off or whatever, and you know, the, the crew's still going, but their part isn't being filmed, you know, because they're not in every scene. And so that that could be the case. So I I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't give it a no on her. You know I, I'll okay. uh, I'll say this is I, I definitely want to look into it for sure. And and uh, of course you know Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan we had him in 2015. Yep, amazing, wonderful guests. We'd we'd bring him back in a second if we can. So I'd say all of those are are very good suggestions. Whether or not their schedules will will permit, or we can. Uh, work something out, you know, that'll be to, you know, that'll be determined, but great. You know, you you can tell you, you know what you're talking about because your, your, your suggestions are just right in line with, with what we would love to have. Well, um, the thought that I had, you know, I I look back at my own experience and, and I've told you this before, but the first time when Fanix was barely first announced and I was like, you know, I'd kind of been conditioned by the uh, con that shall not be named, who you know gets everybody because mm-hmm. they're an hour outside of Hollywood, um, right? And, and it, you know, that's an easy thing to to line up the big studios. They're all you know just a, a car drive yeah. away. But you know, when I finally went, like my perspective changed a hundred percent. And when we first started the Fan Effect podcast, we actually went up to Sundance, and this is where where I'm going with it. We went up to Sundance and we, you know, we're a small podcast affiliated with a, you know, a pretty well-known media company, KSL. So we were able to get some interviews for Sundance Films, um, you know, but the A-listers, they were all doing interviews with IMDb. They were doing interviews with Entertainment Tonight. You know, we, we weren't going to get the A-listers who had films at Sundance, not, not for our little podcast, but uh-huh. – you know, we interviewed people that would come up, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd talk to them, we'd get to know, it was really fun. Um, some of them were people who just had, you know, minor roles in different TV shows or, or minor roles in movies, and then they had this feature film coming to Sundance that they were hoping it would get picked up. And then we'd interview them, and, you know, we published it thinking, well, I didn't really know who they were before I came up to Sundance. But then all of a sudden, six months later, they they land a major role and suddenly yeah we got to talk to somebody and we had this great conversation a long conversation 15 20 minutes just great back and forth that would have been maybe impossible one year from that date yep and that's what in 2015 you had you you basically got the whole cast minus scarlett johansson of falcon and the of, uh, of uh, captain america winter soldier yeah, it, it was it was amazing, and I thought, okay, you're going to see people when you go to FanX. You know, you're going to see a lot of different celebs. Maybe you don't know who they are. Maybe you're like, oh, I, I don't know this show or that. But if you take the chance to go up and, and and talk to them for a minute, and then all of a sudden, three months later, they're just like the biggest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, for the rest of the year, yep. and and that to me is, you know. That to me is the magic of what we can have here in Utah. We are big fans. So, you know, we go and we get to know them. And, and I remember talking to, um, at Sundance, I, I interviewed Jason Isaacs. And yeah, he was well known as, yeah. um, he was well known from his role as one of the villains in Harry Potter. 
Yeah. And we yeah. were interviewing him for a movie, an Australian movie about a, a dog, a, a kid and his dog. And it was really mm-hmm. funny because he'd played Captain Hook in one Peter Pan yeah. movie. And the kid who he was starring with had played Peter Pan in a different Peter Pan movie. Oh, how funny. So we had Captain Hook and Peter Pan from two different movies. Um, and then like three weeks after we interviewed him, it was announced that he was going to be the new captain on Star Trek Discovery. And we were like, oh, why couldn't we have known that three weeks ago? Yeah, we would have had so many questions. Yeah. But, yeah. but again, once that happened, the odds of us getting a 25-minute interview with the guy would have gone down significantly. So, you know, yeah. I, I know that uh, it, it would be di- – I, I, Tony Stark is, uh, is always going to be on everybody's wish list to come yeah. to Fanex. The odds of that happening are going to be difficult no matter what. Not impossible, mm-hmm. but difficult. Yes. So yeah, very much. what you can do is take the joy and the fun in is getting to know these people right before they become big. Yeah, right. Or, no, we've, we've or seen even that better, lot, when, you, you know, when you've got legacy, to, like Henry Thomas, it's a chance to go up to mm-hmm. somebody and just say, hey, you know, I know you hear this all the time, but, you know, this – that role you played, like it, it really meant a lot to me. I love hearing the stories like that. And I know that the celebs get like hearing that too, where you say, you know, I was struggling with this and I, you know, your character really motivated me. I, I, I've seen them talk about how they, they're oftentimes moved by those stories. Uh, was it uh, Jeremy yes. Renner? Was it Jeremy Renner? Yes. That had a, a, yeah, a moment like girl. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they had, I mean, even I was actually with Jason Isaacs, at one time when he was meeting with the Make-A-Wish kids. And, you know, they invited me in just to, to kind of watch that. And, oh, my gosh, I was brought to tears just to, to see the touchiness of that. And he was, you know, here's this Lucius Malfoy, you know, heartless character. And, boy, he's so opposite in real life. You know, he, he's such a sweetheart. He just he cares about people. And to see him interacting with these kids and inviting the a young girl over to England, if she ever got over there to, he would take her and show her some things. And, you know, I mean, that sort that's of thing. Awesome. And then I just, you know, wow. Wow. Just so, so powerful. And the, the thing is, is I love it when these celebrities realize the influence that they have on people, you know, cause some people kind of stay above it and they don't really pay attention to, that personal impact, you know, that one-on-one impact, you know, they kind of look at it, things as just as, you know, the big picture. Right. But when they bring it down to the, the little picture, you know, like with Jeremy Renner and the, 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 the young girl that had cancer and, and, uh, he met with, with her and, and her parents. And I was there right when he walked out of the room of me with, cause we just, we kind of created a little space in the back area for them to go and meet and talk and I, you know, nobody from the staff was in there. It was just him and the family and maybe his, his manager, I think. And they talked for a little bit and then he came out of the room and his eyes were bright red, you know, just, he was, you know, so moved by it. And then I later heard on, heard that this, these parents had gone to a show in, in Calgary that he was at and he had lunch with them. Oh, wow. You know, and this is after, after the girl had passed away. And, you know, he he had lunch with them. And, and it was like, you know, that type of caring and generosity and things, that's so amazing. I mean, and you think there's not really many stars bigger than Jeremy Renner. 
as far it's as you, you look at his body of work, and, and, and he is an Avenger. You know, even though, I don't know if you ever heard that song, that Ed Sheeran song that he did a parody of, you know, I'm, I'm a superhero too, or something <laughs> like that. I've, you, I've you heard have to look that, yeah. it up. It's funny. <laughs> oh, my, yeah, it's so funny. Listen, I've got powers too, and they're pretty sweet. Promise I can do so much more than just archery. I'm serious, guys. He does a good job singing it. But anyway, yeah, he really, you know, he touched people. I mean, there's hundreds of stories like that where the celebrities would go out of their way to individually impact somebody, you know, who's struggling in one way or the other. You know, we always get the, the benefit of having, you know, make a wish. We'll, all, we'll usually bring kids in. And obviously that's, that's just such a, a great organization. And, uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, that honestly, this is what just drives it for me. I, I so much love that fan energy and that just that it's like, we can put aside our political differences or religious differences or whatever it may be. And we can get together and, and find commonality in our love of, of pop culture, sci-fi, you know, fandoms, and just be with each other and realize, you know, that we are more alike than we are different. It'll be nice someday when when we're not just playing pretend and, and, and it's reversed and we're, and we're, you know, we can do that for real outside of Fanex as well as uh, as at yes. at Fanex under the under the big roof. Well, I, I do want to ask a question about Jim Cummings. You've got him uh, scheduled already, and he's uh, if you, if you didn't know, best known as the voice of Winnie the Pooh. He's been the voice of Winnie the Pooh for well years since Sterling Holloway stopped doing it. Do they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've already lined up some voice talent, and this is just a question that I have. Maybe it'll make some people more excited to uh, to meet him. Can you get that, like, if you go up for their autograph or something, do they have an option for for them to record a voice, your outgoing voice message? <laughs> like, can, you know, they do they do. have an yeah, option for that? Yeah, generally, most of them will do that. And I, yeah, I, I would... Because I would I think it would be so awesome I, to I have Winnie the Pooh be saying, yeah, like, have Winnie the Pooh. oh, yes. bother, you haven't read, and he's yeah. not here. Something, that, I mean, obviously, I just <laughs> murdered it. Hopefully, he never hears that impression I just did. But <laughs> it was actually better than anything I could do. So I, 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 I knew where you go, you were going for. Where if I tried, it would be like, what in the world are you doing, Dad? <laughs> so you, you, in my mind, you nailed it. So I'm going to go with it. Oh, uh, so okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. So just uh, you know, yeah. if you haven't, maybe. Uh, I've actually done some interviews with some of the voice actors. Uh, They're they're some of the funnest people to interview, too, because it's fun to play games with them. They voice so many characters that I like to quiz them. Like, here's your character's name. Do you remember right now? And can you remember the voice? Yeah. And they're really good, first of all, about remembering it. But uh, it's fun to get more obscure. Like, uh, Jess Harnell's really fun to play along with. Jess, you were uh, angry man number three in... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in this <laughs> and then he'll just yeah. make up a voice on the spot that's uh, really fun to do and so it'll be great to see the whole him reunited with all of his uh, uh his animaniacs co-stars because from what i understand they don't always get to work together so this is one of the few times they get to sit down and read together yeah well and you know the, the one thing we put together is the twisted tunes panel and that's yes. been just a giant hit at the shows and so picture twisted tunes with 
the Animaniacs and Winnie the Pooh and, and you know, potentially a few other uh, voices that will will add to the lineup. And whether, you know, I mean, the thing is, sometimes they're not necessarily even voice actors that we bring in. You know, we've had a lot of other people that just came in that are, you know, just, you know, Manu Bennett or whatever will come in right. and, and read with them and just make it just really fun. So, well, that's yeah, something we, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to this year as well. And just, uh, um, what is the option or are you going to have more virtual options than you have in the past just for those who may still feel a little uncomfortable or may have, you know, one of those comorbidities that we've talked about so much over the past year that just yeah. maybe aren't quite ready to be in the in that big of a group of people? Are there going to be some additional mm-hmm. virtual options this year that maybe you didn't have in the past or or because I know you've done pretty good about getting some of the panels recorded and uploaded to the Internet for people who didn't get to see them? Are you planning yeah. to stream more live or, you know, what? We're going to try to, you know, sometimes we've got restrictions with some of the talent that doesn't allow us to do that, but generally oh, okay. we'd like to do more of that. And so I, I'll say, you know, the, to answer that, yes, we're going to try to do more of that, but sometimes it's just contingent on what's, what we're allowed to do. Okay. Yeah, no, that, and that makes sense. That makes sense. Of course, uh, each uh, person's going to have uh, their own rules for when they attend. And so, uh, yeah, I respect that, and you know that just makes the uh, ticket to the room that much more of a, uh, mm-hmm. of a hot ticket. Make sure you line up for yeah. uh, for some of those. Well, well, Dan, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and you know, every month we we get more and more excited to get closer to Fanex twenty twenty one. It's uh, what are the dates for sure? So uh, if people maybe don't already know, yeah, September sixteenth through the eighteenth, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sixteenth through the eighteenth. It'll be at the Salt Palace. Tickets you can get at fanxsaltlake.com. Yes. All one word, no dashes. Just fanxsaltlake.com. Yep. And my understanding is the sooner you get tickets, the better the deals. Exactly. The the prices we we tend to keep the prices lower to begin with and then we we go back to standard pricing as we get closer to the event because we like to reward the uh, early supporters oh that's good and and just for people who had tickets for last year you you have a credit towards the if you didn't take a refund you've got a credit towards this year's ticket is that correct yeah it's basically it, it's you've already got this year's ticket okay, and so that we've was what already I was handled ask. the transferring and everything okay. so it's already set up in the system and so they you don't know, have to go back online and try to re-register. No. Okay. So they, no. there's already a group mm-hmm. of people that have tickets already. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Yep. So just it's just transferred over. And uh, I noticed that uh, you, you got a limited quantity. So I'm just looking at the website right now. <laughs> so make yeah. sure you get those <laughs> as soon as you can. September 16th to the 18th. Now we've got Henry Thomas, who's joining William Zabka, Martin Cove, uh, Jim Cummings, and, and several voice actors that have been announced with many more awesome guests to come. Of course, you know, we always want Star Wars. We, we need to get, uh, we need to get uh, Din Jaren, you know, uh, Pedro Pascal, of course. Uh, yeah, he'd be a great one. Yeah. And he, he needs to bring Baby Yoda with him. Uh, mm-hmm. The we, real one, right? We, yeah. Exactly, the real one. Not, I don't want a stuffed, I don't want a puppet. I want the real Baby Yoda because I yeah, know it exists. Exactly. Uh, I noticed that, uh, I don't know if you saw uh, during the Super Bowl, the commercial with, um, uh, suddenly I can't think of his name, Zach, uh, the guy who played Billy in Gremlins had a commercial with 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 Gizmo. Oh yeah, it was yeah, the Mountain Dew commercial. Uh, yeah, oh man, I I know you talked. I remember his name. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, he did. I did see that. That's funny. So yeah. you never know when somebody's going to make a comeback. So uh, 
right. take the chance. Uh, come see and come have a good time. You know, support the local vendors. I know Artist Alley is great. Uh, I actually know a couple of local artists who come to the show, and they were they were pretty down that you know they didn't get a chance to get in front of their you know their their customers. The, the vendors have been the hit the hardest. Yeah, the artists and vendors have been hit the hardest in this. You know, because so many of them that's really their major source of income is traveling around and going to the conventions. And so that's hit, hit a lot of them very hard. So hopefully people have got saved up money and that they can uh, help them out when they get a chance to get in front of them again. Well, Dan, I know we'll talk again probably several times before we finally get to the big weekend in September, 2021 for Fanex Solid comic convention. Thanks for being here with us again and uh, look forward to hearing uh, of some more great guests between now and then. Well, thank you, Andy. Really appreciate it. I always love talking with you. All righty. Take care, Dan. Thanks. Okay, we'll see you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fan Effect, Utah's fandom and fan culture podcast, a KSL News Radio podcast sponsored by Megaplex Theaters, Utah's premier movie entertainment company. I'm your host, Andy Farnsworth. Listen on your favorite platform at KSLNewsRadio.com or on the KSL News Radio app. Do you have a fun idea or local fan culture topic you'd like us to explore? Let us know by messaging our Facebook page at Fan Effect Show, that's E-F-F-E-C-T, where you can also get the latest nerdly updates and join the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Fan Effect Show and Twitter at Fan Effect Show. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to have you back real soon for another episode of Fan Effect. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.